Hello, and welcome to the This Week at Foot podcast, where we speak to students, faculty, staff, and alumni to engage and inform the Foot School community and beyond. My name is Michael Valenti, and this week at Foot, we're talking about one of the great things that makes the Foot School unique compared to other schools outdoor learning. The Foot School has a beautiful campus with a garden throughout. We have two wide open recess areas, and we also have the sacred woods that our classes use as part of their curriculum. Outdoor learning has a profound impact on students' academic, social, and emotional growth. We'll hear firsthand experiences from the dedicated teachers at the Foot School who have embraced the wonders of outdoor learning in their curriculum. But first, let's answer the question, what is outdoor learning? Outdoor learning is an educational approach that takes place in natural environments, outdoor settings, or non-traditional learning spaces beyond the confines of a traditional classroom. It involves utilizing the natural world as a rich and dynamic learning environment to enhance the educational experience and promote holistic development. In outdoor learning, students engage in hands-on experiential activities that encourage exploration, discovery, and interaction with natural surroundings. It goes beyond simply conducting occasional field trips and instead integrates nature as an integral part of the curriculum across various subjects. So how do foot school students benefit from outdoor learning? Well, first, it enhances problem solving skills. Outdoor learning provides opportunities for students to face real world challenges and develop critical thinking and problem solving skills in practical contexts. For example, the fourth graders participate in something they call Maker Day. It's where they take the whole day and go outside to create artifacts related to their biography projects using recyclable materials. Denise Quinn, a fourth grade teacher, talks about the benefit of this outdoor learning activity that allows students to see their ideas come to life and learn valuable lessons about planning, teamwork, and adaptation. About the past 10 years or so, the fourth grade has participated in something we call Maker Day or Creativity Day. It's a culminating project that this year we participated in during our biographies. So the children in fourth grade, they study an influential person and then present all their work at our wax museum. This year we decided to have our Maker Day coincide with the wax museum. So for about two weeks, the children gather recyclable materials from their home. And as an entire fourth grade, they bring the materials in. And then from eight o'clock until three o'clock on one day, they are charged with creating an artifact that's related to their biography person. So, for example, one of our children this year studied a state representative, Sharice Davids, and she decided to make a Capitol building made completely out of recycled materials. The kids love this day because it's pretty free form, but then realize that they really have to work together to try to create something that is recognizable and also portable. So last Friday, they all gathered and showed off their wares. The benefit of this activity is that the children really see their ideas and visions come to life. There's a planning period where they have to sketch out, but the greatest lessons come when their magnificent sketches really don't come to fruition. So they have to adjust, they have to alter, they have to work with others to try to make this creation that's in their mind come to life. And so they use glue guns, cardboard boxes, and recyclable raspberry containers. And they just realize that their vision may not come to light without a little bit of help from their friends. And it's a day of learning that they all really remember. And often kids will come back on reunion day or alumni weekend, and they will ask about Maker Day and what we created this year. So we're really proud of this part of our curriculum. Another benefit to outdoor learning is that it enhances creativity and imagination. 
Exposure to natural environments stimulates creativity and imagination, leading to increased originality and innovative thinking among students. The ninth grade students partake in this creativity and imagination through their art class. Meredith Andrews, an art teacher here at the Foot School, talks about how the students use the campus as a canvas for their art history lessons. So in the ninth grade, we use the campus as a canvas as we go through the timeline of art history. We usually start with cave painting, and there's a cement foundation along the gym wall, which we add realistic cave paintings to after we study the history of cave painting. And then we usually tie that into a contemporary artist that makes art in the same way. Um, That particular lesson ties in with Keith Haring, since he made art on subway walls so that people could see them outside of a gallery. Then they use the retaining wall over by the garden as a canvas for a Keith Haring-inspired mural so that the campus really does reflect the art that's being learned in ninth grade, which is a timeline, but also includes contemporary artists. Outdoor learning instills a deep appreciation for nature, raising students' awareness for environmental issues, and promoting a sense of environmental responsibility. We have two examples of this. Andrew Zielinski, a science teacher, explains how his fifth grade students engage in outdoor learning through ecology. And in first grade, Kaylee Axon explains how her students are revitalizing their community garden as part of the social studies curriculum. In fifth grade, we spend most of the fall studying ecology, so that involves a lot of time outside both here on campus as well as with a trip to the Milford Marsh. And students do sort of a comparative analysis of the different ecosystems in this area. So we spend a lot of time in the foot sacred woods, exploring different habitats, different aspects of the ecosystem, and what makes up kind of the pyramid of ecology. And then do a comparison to the marsh and um, tide pool habitats of the Milford Marsh Coastal Audubon Center. And students get to spend a lot of time exploring their environment outside. And it just gives them a really great chance to connect with their environment and see it uh, from a different perspective than they probably do on a normal day-to-day basis. Um, Then in class, we talk a little bit about how people fit into ecosystems and how scientists use uh, the scientific process to learn more about our environments. And we go back out to the footwoods, and students actually engage directly in some field research methods. They do measurements of trees and use tree keys to identify what kinds of trees we have on campus. And then we use a process to estimate the actual age of the trees we have on campus and use that as kind of a a general look at the health and the diversity of our woods. We then do some sampling. They build little, they're called quadrats, they're just little squares where they identify different plants, they create their own little field guides where they get to make their own names for plants, and then they explore and catalog how many different kinds of plants are in the woods. Through that, we often find that there are some invasive species in the woods, which gives us a jumping off point to learn about invasive species and how humans can interact with and affect our ecosystems, and they get to do a little research, kind of report back some of their findings and their thoughts on what humans should do about invasive species. A big part of why I like to use the outdoors is because it's a nice change of pace from being in the classroom, and especially when studying the environment, the best way to do that is to actually get out and be part of it. So it gives students a chance to really learn firsthand from what they're doing. In first grade, in social studies, we look at green and blue spaces around New Haven, and we also look at green and blue spaces in foot school. So for foot school, we noticed that our community garden isn't getting the love and attention that it used to get because of COVID, and the students really, really wanted to revitalize the area and make it useful. So we are working on adding new plots to the garden. We're planting seeds currently and weeding 
tilling the ground and making sure that the space becomes usable again for the whole community. So we're going to be planting food. We're looking at maybe a pollinator garden as well. Getting the kids outside to learn. We get to incorporate so many different aspects. We do our math. We looked at perimeter, even just picking up the weeds. We did an estimation of how many weeds can we pick up in a minute. We've also looked at science, growing plants, growing the kind of life cycles of bugs that we find. When we go to the garden, we've also incorporated some art. We do some sketching. We listen to our surroundings. It also helps inspire our budding writers to be creative with writing descriptions of outdoor areas and spaces. So every opportunity we get to go outside, we take it in first grade. <laughs> The dynamic and experiential nature of outdoor learning often leads to higher levels of student engagement, motivation, and enthusiasm for learning. And a great way to show this is through kindergarten. Alexandra Whitner and Lynn Banta, a kindergarten teacher and associate teacher respectively, discuss how they incorporate outdoor learning into their curriculum by allowing their students to explore the woods, engage in play-based activities, and promote independence, problem-solving, and appreciation for nature. Of course, we're on this beautiful campus, and we're thinking, how can we incorporate our sacred woods into our curriculum? And a bunch of us attended a conference, a PD, and it was about outdoor learning. We got some really cool ideas from there, and we started thinking about, you know, what are your favorite childhood memories? Are they collecting leaves? Are they just exploring in the natural world? Were you allowed to explore? Were you allowed to get muddy? So we just thought about all those things and how we would like to incorporate that into our curriculum. So we started with our woods and we would spend about an hour or so outside and we just had the children explore on their own. There was no real rules at the time and we wanted to have it be child-based, just having a good time outside and exploring the world around them. I once heard a quote, it's like, you should really try and have your child love the earth before you ask them to start saving it. So that kind of stuck with me also. Outdoor learning has really changed and we've been able to build on it year after year, especially taking into account like the children's interests, which way they want to take that outdoor learning experience. So sometimes we'll weave in literature to give them some inspiration for their play when they go outside or we'll talk about like different science concepts and then some of the kids want to go outside and experiment or learn more. One of the popular activities that came up um, now once everything started blooming was the kids were all making fairy houses and then they wanted to map out where the fairy houses were on campus so they could find all the locations and go back to visit them. And so outdoor learning for us has really been a way to be able to promote independence for the kids, to be able to think about making a plan and taking risks, but also thinking about like, what is the plan afterwards? Like if I get myself into a situation, what am I going to be able to do to make sure that I'm safe? How can I help others? And really also being able to think about all of those parts of our charter or Falco's pride and how they carry out, whether we're inside the physical classroom or we're outside on campus or we're exploring places in the greater New Haven area. Um, and it's just magical to see the kids outside and that they really are creating their own learning experiences and they really are learning from each other and really being able to think about how they're communicating and solving problems together. And it's just amazing to see each year how it evolves and changes and is just such an important part of what we do in kindergarten. For whatever reasons, so many children now aren't outside as much as they used to be. So I think it's really important too that 
know, here at Foot, we're really lucky that we have recess time. And I just think having classroom time outside, that we have this beautiful campus and get them out as much as we can, because we know it benefits in them in so many ways. I think thinking about the benefits of being outside, we've talked about, like Lynn has said, the kids having an appreciation for our surroundings, our environment, being able to take care of our environment and our campus, and that they feel ownership over our campus, our gardens, our fields, sort of all the places that we explore on campus too, um, that that's part of our community and taking care of it. We also think about just being out in the fresh air or out and playing in the snow when it's snowing or when it's raining and they're able to go and play in the mud and just, you know, give the kids that chance to be out of their comfort zone if that's something that they don't usually do and have those experiences and being able to learn from it. Just giving them sort of a change of view from being in the classroom to then having that time outside, whether we're reading a book or we're exploring or we're building something. I think just gives a new appreciation of all the ways that we're connected to each other and then connected to, you know, the beautiful space we have around us. Outdoor learning encourages physical movement and active participation, promoting in healthier lifestyles and reducing sedentary behavior among students. One of the big traditions of the foot school is May Day. And Ari Sadowitz, a music teacher here at the foot school, describes how outdoor learning actually enhances the preparation for the May Day dances. In what I'm teaching, which is uh, middle school music, we are preparing for our May Day dances this year. A seventh grade is doing a dance that combines all the sections. Eighth grade is doing their traditional stick dance, which gets them outside as well. And then the ninth grade is performing the sword dance, which their groups tend to move around a little bit. So it's giving them a lot of freedom with their spatial awareness and their, their body mechanics to really get out there and do it the way that they're going to do it on May Day. So although we've been able to practice the dances inside, it is always great to get the kids outside onto the field. The kids are able to exercise more freedom in this way. They feel less confined and generally the mood shifts to one of engagement and involvement, which potentially can not happen in the classroom. Not only does it put them in a new environment, especially with the, the weather being as nice as it's been, it just gives them an opportunity to spread out and experience May Day the way that they will be experiencing it on the day. Outdoor learning strengthens social skills as well. Collaborative outdoor activities foster teamwork, communication, and cooperation among students, leading to improved social skills and peer relationships. It also can promote responsibility and empathy. A great example of this is through our third graders. Emily Paley, a third grade teacher here at the Foot School, expresses how she loves the campus, loves how the students love to eat outside, and also one of the cool things about this school is how we have a chicken coop. That chicken coop creates a welcoming and inspiring learning environment for the students. I love our open campus because we have such beautiful nature that surrounds us. My classroom is almost all windows and my children like to look out and see all of the beautiful flowers and trees that we have lining our campus. We also love to eat outside. We have two picnic tables where the kids really are able to get fresh air and they're able to feel at home in their space. We also are really, really lucky because we have the chickens in our chicken coop that are right outside of our classroom. And the third grade team has been given the job to collect the eggs 
and distribute them around our campus. So whether that's parents or students or other grown-ups in the community or teachers, we all have benefited from these fresh eggs for our chickens that we help take care of. And we absolutely love having them on campus. And that's a very special thing that really, I think only foot has around this area. I mean, we absolutely love using our beautiful campus for as much outdoor learning as we can. And I love it. One last benefit to outdoor learning is that it enhances resilience and adaptability. Outdoor learning provides opportunities for students to navigate uncertain and ever-changing environments, fostering resilience, adaptability, and a growth mindset. A great example of this is through a field trip that the fifth graders take to nature's classroom. Ross Holshue, an associate teacher here at the Foot School, talks about the latest trip to Camp Washington and how they learned about the environment, local wildlife, and preservation as well as the sense of sensibility and independence for students. Nature's Classroom is an integral part of the fifth grade curriculum that we're really lucky to have back after some time away due to COVID that gives the fifth graders the opportunity to go to Camp Washington and take classes with teachers who are trained specifically in outdoor learning, learning things about our environment, about our local wildlife, how to preserve both of those things, And it's also a great opportunity for kids to express themselves through art and woodworking as on top of having uh, scientific projects like dissection of animals um, and building fires. Uh, It's a really neat opportunity for kids to try new things in that element while also having the independence of being away from home. Since it's an overnight trip, it is a real moment of maturity and learning for those kids that is wholly invaluable. Thank you to all the teachers who have provided an insight on how they bring outdoor learning to their students and how students benefit from it. You can learn more about outdoor learning by visiting our website, footschool.org. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to continue learning more about what the Foot School offers to the community, consider subscribing or following on your favorite podcast provider. My name is Michael Valenti, and thank you for joining us this week at Foot.